Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. It's actually Brian this time, too. It's not me. Today, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of random stuff, like a ton of it. Yes. Uh, but before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to JSK and Gojo for their contributions. Oh, and Sitza, I totally did, I didn't and mean to forget Tom you. Tom Z is and Tom new, Z. newcomer. Ooh, nice. All right on, Tom. Yeah. As, as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And don't forget, if you do join the Patreon for the $5 price point, you can talk to us directly via a private Discord server, which is pretty cool. There's always cool conversations going on there with everybody involved. So consider that. Alex, speaking of the rest of the shows on the network who like to talk in the Discord, is there anything you would like to bump? Yes, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys uh, did a vampire movie bracket this past episode. It's quite a good time. Check that out. Make sure you fill out a bracket and send it to them, horrormovieyearbook at gmail.com. They will discuss it on their next feedback episode uh they also did a little bonus where they played horror movie trivial pursuit which was good uh it's quite a good matchup they they were they get neck and neck and it's 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 very good and then uh the alienist is actually wrapping up tonight with a two-hour finale um it's been a whirlwind but it's been good and the alienist recap podcast is is going strong so please go check that out no word if there will be a third season or not um but we're having a good time anyway and it's uh it's worth checking out yeah right on another quick bumper uh our buddy Corey, who is a awesome destiny streamer uh just opened his merch store you can check it out Uh, i don't know the exact url but if you go to his twitch channel it's twitch.tv slash era, A-E-R-A, with three underscores after it. Uh, that will take you to his channel. He most likely has a link up there. And if not, if he's streaming, you can do the command of uh, exclamation point merch, and it'll bring up the link in the chat, and you can check it out. Nice. So do that. Help support him. He's doing a great job. He does these really cool keyboard builds that everybody's been really into lately, so uh, when he's not streaming Destiny, so check that out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah. Uh, other than that, Brian, what have you been playing? A lot of things. I'm just going to go over mostly things from the last two weeks and not the last four weeks, though. It's a okay. good idea. But um, I played a bit of Subnautica, actually. Um, I've been putting that one off for a while, but I've always been curious about it. It's uh, it's it's a beautiful game. Like it, it's um. Like a survival, typical survival game, but um, you are crash landed on an alien planet in the middle of an ocean. I don't know if the whole planet's an ocean or what, but um, you just start in your escape pod drifting in the water and you have to just gather things. And uh, I believe there's a story too, but I'm not entirely sure Um, or if it's just like a free play kind of thing. It's, uh, yeah, my only gripe with it is like a personal thing is, um, I don't really like the idea of being underwater and running out of breath. And that's basically (laughs) the whole game. (laughs) Um, especially when it gets really dark. So, 
But yeah, this it, makes me think those like anxiety inducing like levels in Sonic the Hedgehog exactly where you had to swim, swim yeah, underwater yeah. and get the air bubbles and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that timer yep. that just keeps getting quicker and then you run out of breath. Yeah. It's, yep. it's kind of like playing that. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I mean, I went back to some of my old mainstays, but not Destiny. I have not played Destiny in the last couple of weeks at all. Uh, I played some more Forza Horizon. Um, I'm looking forward to the new motorsport game. If that's coming out this fall or next fall, I don't, or next year, I don't know. Yeah. Xbox or, I mean, uh, Microsoft is being pretty quiet about that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the games that are in the, uh, the title for this episode, I played those, but we can talk about those later. I think we could probably start talking about them now. Right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that we need to save anything for the big review at the end. We can just go into news after this. But. Um, well, before I get into those, I did also go back to The Witcher 3 because I never finished the two expansions, which I've always heard good things about. Um, I actually didn't even start them. Uh, so I, I started with the original one, which is Hearts of Stone. And I actually played through that. I finished it uh, Friday, I think it was. And that, that was a good time. It was a good story. It was very self-contained. But it like brought back an old uh, love interest character from The Witcher 2, I want to say. That I had kind of forgotten about. Um, How did it feel coming cool. back to it after a long time? Did you need to kind of warm up? To yeah, it I needed like to reacclimate. Bicycle? Like I had okay. tried to go back to it a few times, and it was it was difficult. But it's like I didn't want to restart the whole game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like it took me a bit, and yeah, it definitely feels wonky at times. I I hate riding a horse in that game. It's mm-hmm. like I just started going around on foot or fast traveling most of the time. Because the horse is cool, but he's, like, such a pain to control. Um, Especially after playing a bunch of Red Dead 2. I mean, like, you can say what you will about that game, but they have their horse mechanics down pretty good. Good horse tech. Yeah, yeah, good horse tech. Um, So, yeah, that was fun. Very cool. I recommend if you have played The Witcher 3 and need more of The Witcher, then definitely play through those expansions. I'm going to tackle the, uh, the the other expansion probably starting next week. Nice. Yup. Sweet, man. Um, yep. A bit of PUBG, too. Got another chicken dinner on a map I don't think I've ever gotten a chicken dinner on. Nice. It's like our least favorite map, the, the desert map Miramar. The second one they released. We almost quit out. And we were like, all right, let's just see it through. Let's just go get <laughs> killed. And then we ended up winning. So, Well, that's good. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, wanted to play the new Rainbow Six event. I don't remember the name of it. Was it called like Mute? It's, a, it's Mute Protocol. Yeah, but apparently it was disabled on the day we tried to play it. Because there's some sort of game-breaking glitch. So that's a bummer. But hopefully we can play that before it is over, or hopefully they extend it. 
Yeah, have um, they gotten it back up and running? I am not sure. We tried Thursday. I think it started Wednesday, and we tried to play it Thursday, and it wasn't available. So, yeah, I don't know. Zach's saying that they're going to extend it. Okay, good. That's good. Because it looked super fun, and, like, the armor and stuff, or not armor, but uh, skins and stuff that you can unlock look really cool. So I would, yeah, they're all I would like, like to get those. robotic space ones or whatever i mean yeah naturally my free pack that i got i just got a shitty weapon skin and no cool helmet or anything from the twitter account it doesn't look like they're back up yet but Jeez. hopefully soon so i know i mean uh, ubisoft is a small startup it takes them a while to do things yeah that's about it i would say other than the games that um we we're gonna talk about if you want so, me to do into that let's, let's have john john what do you what have you been playing i have been playing more of ghost of tsushima i still love this game i wish i had more time to play it because i'd probably spend some time doing at least some of the four thousand side missions that i have <laughs> backlogged at this point but i was trying to like beeline it for the end of the game for today and just did not get there just yet um there's some there are some like interesting plot happenings. I'm not going to call them twists necessarily, but um, cause it's not like I wasn't like, Oh damn. Like I can't believe that just happened. It was one of those sorts of things where I was just like, okay, this makes me kind of care about the characters a little bit more. Yeah. Um, such, it's such a good game. It's such a good game. It's so beautiful and fun to play. I feel like I've really started to lock in the fighting. And a lot of that kind of comes with... I got a charm that allows me to parry attacks better. Like, it increases my chances. Like, makes it easier to parry. I'm assuming it just opens that window of, yeah. like, parrying time. um, Which has made me so much better at the combat. So, it's like, like an easy mode charm. I suppose, yeah. Like, but it's not really easy mode necessarily. It's still hard. Like, the enemies are stronger, and it's still a difficult game. Like, it's like they definitely are not easy necessarily. And I've been in situations where I'm surrounded by like eight of these giant Mongol dudes with like shotgun things, and they're all just trying to shoot it all over me. And I'm just like, no, like, don't do that. <laughs> I was just making a bad joke. Um, but. No, in all seriousness, it's uh, it, like I've been overwhelmed by enemies at points and you just kind of have to take a second to like recompose yourself and then just figure out like, okay, what is my plan of attack here? And start. I started using more of like the throwable weapons that you can use, like the sticky bombs and the kunai, which are like the little throwing daggers. Um, I've expanded my pouch to carry more of the kunai and I can now throw five of them at a time. Um, so I literally just like unleash, like if I'm surrounded by like five guys, like I can literally hit all of them with kunai in one go. And then just the kunai kind of stops them from moving and staggers them so I can run up and kill them. And I've also unlocked the ghost stance, which is the most epic shit, man. Like I can't even, it turns the whole combat into like Kurosawa mode or whatever, yeah. where like it's black and white. You've got this epic like sword over your head stance. And when you kill someone, the screen turns to black and red instead of black and white. And it just like slows down time and you cut them in half. And like when you when you're going up to 
before you could just like assassinate like the uh the mongol leaders but now you slaughter them <laughs> and when you do that you walk up behind them and you just cut their head right off <laughs> and it slows down time and blood sprays everywhere and it's the mo- it's honestly like epic as fuck and it's so cool and you just feel really badass when you're doing that stuff and i read an article saying that like the weather uh, complements your play style. So, like, if you're doing more of the stealthy stuff early on, it becomes more stormy and whatnot because you're f- falling further and further away from, like, your samurai ways and all that stuff, which is really cool. It's just everything about this game is rad. I love the climbing puzzles. I love everything about it. It's so good. There are such small gripes of, like, bugginess that really aren't that big of a deal and I'm not even like it doesn't matter like because it's just such a well put together game and I think Brian you're an idiot for selling your PS4 I'm just going to throw that out there <laughs> I um I've fallen off of it a little bit mostly because of what I how I was playing the game I feel like um I was trying to I was trying to do everything that I could along the way rather than just trying to like follow story missions and things like that and so I feel like things had gotten a little stale because I was doing so much of the same combat all of the time. Um, so I decided that I was just going to go ahead and do all the critical path stuff and like do the do what you were doing, John, and just kind of get ahead in the story. And then a bunch of other games came out, and I decided to kind of try those out instead. So I want to get back to it, but... Um, I mean, I'm I'm in Act Three, and like I don't know how long the game actually is. I feel like I am literally at the very end because we're planning the attack against the Khan right yeah. now. Yeah, and like the next thing is attack the Khan. Yeah, <laughs> like Khan. Um, but if if you just beelined the whole story right off the bat, you could probably fly through this game in ten hours. But yeah. because because all of the other little things are so fun to do, you get sidetracked so easily. And like I just I got sidetracked doing the way of the flame, which is like another like stance sort of, or like it's a it's the thing so you can ignite your sword with flames and then attack the Mongols and light them on fire as you're. Awesome. It's so it's so ridiculous, but it's so sweet. And uh, like that mission was it was a climbing puzzle that was combined with a freezing mechanic. So like you had to get. Fr- from like point to point before f- dying of like hypothermia because you would freeze climbing this mountain and the whole point is you got to get from one campsite to another campsite and light the fire mm. and keep climbing the mountain and then when you get to the top you have to fight the samurai whose like entire history revolves around like his family discovering uh, the way to ignite the flames on your sword <laughs> like and it's just super epic and cool and I yeah I, I the side getting sidetracked in this game is a is a total joy <laughs> like yeah it's not it, it doesn't bother me by any whereas like in in other games like i get kind of frustrated like okay do i do this or do i do that like i don't really know in this game it's like i'm running from point a to point b and then all of a sudden a yellow bird pops out of nowhere and is like hey come rest in this spring this hot spring and dwell on your father's death and then you get a <laughs> HP boost and then oh all of a sudden like there's other collectible things off to the side here that you should go and see this pillar of honor so you can get a new sword skin and like every little thing is just like rewarding and cool I I can't 
I can't explain it other than that. It's just a it's just a cool it's a cool game. It's so well done. Like I'm I love Sucker Punch too. Like don't like like the infamous infamous Second Son is one of my favorite games of all time. Like yeah. that game is fantastic. Um, and what what a great game to launch the PS4 with. Basically, mm-hmm. like it came out I think four months after PS4 was launched, and for this to come out like a few months before the PS5 launches, like. Sucker Punch nailed the sandwich of awesomeness here. Like they <laughs> they fucking killed it. Like they're they're such a what a great studio. I'm a little bummed that they're like tied to Sony, but cuz I'd love to play the, I'd love to see what this game looks like on my PC. Like it's it, it could happen. Uh, or even Horizon. Second Son. Like if Second Son showed up on PC, like I would shit my pants. I'd play the hell out of that game all over again. And I did everything in that game. I found every little like collectible and graffiti thing that you had to do like which was another cool aspect. Um, yeah, this game, this game's sweet. Horizon came out uh, on Friday, so it's you know it, they theoretically. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think Sony's testing their waters with with like you know releasing some of their their first party stuff. It, I mean, you consider that first party, I suppose. So like on PC, you know, like yeah. just to, I think they're testing the water to see if they can compete in this market, and they can. Like I, I wish they would. I wish they would put up a little more of a fight because they have some great games that if you put them on the right hardware will look awesome. And it's not going to detract. Like if you put a game out on PlayStation and on PC, like you're not going to, someone's not going to be like, well, I'm just going to go buy a PC to play this game. Like that. I don't think that's going to happen necessarily. Like, well, I think it's more the problem of I'm not buying an Xbox series X right now because what's the point? You don't have to buy an Xbox Series X. You don't have to even. You don't have to buy any. Like you can play all the Xbox games on your phone. <laughs> like I can't, but um, you can't exactly. <laughs> but that's Apple's fault. That's not your fault. We'll get, we'll get to that in the news section. But um, idiots. It's uh, Tim Apple making <laughs> bad decisions. Tim Apple. That's what the, that's what the Lord Dampnut calls him. Ooh. Anyway, no, I think. Um, I think they are kind of testing the waters, like you said, but I don't ever feel like they'll be like, hey, this is day and date PC and PS5. I think it's yeah. going to be more like, a, hey, this is coming out six months to a year afterwards on PC, which is cool, but, um, you know, a little bit of a bummer for those that are technically te- technically uh, minded or focused well, and, and we're, we're forgetting about Detroit Become Human also came out on PC. I don't know how well it did on PC, but a lot of the that it may not have done well because of the ties to whatever the what is it? Quantic Quantic Dream. Yeah. And yeah. David Cage. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say like, well, and that so Quantic Dream isn't uh, isn't a second party studio for Sony like Sucker Punch and Guerrilla Games are. So it's um it's a little bit of a different situation neo obviously came out for pc pc as well but so they they have some games that are like kind of yes they're sony exclusive but also coming out on pc but for yeah, stuff like, like a timed exclusive or whatever yeah so we'll see we'll see anyways go, everyone should play ghost of tsushima it is worth every penny um, I feel as though I've gotten beyond $60 out of this game at this point. Like, I am so happy with it. Good. And, yeah, everyone should play it. It's it's fantastic. Did you play anything else? or just No, that? just, just you know, diaper-changing simulator. That's good. So, How are you doing in that one? Lots of poop. S grades in every, every yeah, level. Yeah, if S stands for shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about what about you? What have you been playing? 
Um, so I played the Avengers beta for PS4, which is a closed beta right now. You only got access if you pre-ordered, which I did, and then promptly canceled my pre-order once I got my beta code. Um, <laughs> it's the American way. <laughs> yes. I went from not caring about this game at all to kind of saying if my friends get it, then I will probably also pick it up as well. Um, it's very much like I'd probably put it, you put it closest to the division because it's a third person action game. Uh, not necessarily a shooter though. Although there are ranged attacks, you can throw Thor's hammer or Captain America's shield or anything like that. Um, but there's also loot involved and it's very much loot that you equip to your character to raise up a power level, just like light or gear score or whatever you want it to be in whatever destiny like game you'd like to discuss. Um, but I mean, aside from the fact that I hate the way the characters look and that they basically just feel like off brand Marvel, Marvel cinematic universe people, um, the game looks pretty good. Um, and maybe with like costume changes and things like that, I might like the characters a little bit more. Maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. But, uh, it, it plays a lot like a Marvel ultimate Alliance does in just kind of a third person view rather than like an overhead view. Although I will say it goes a little bit further than that because there are some pretty big differences between how you would play Thor versus Black Widow versus... Kamala, who's Miss Marvel, and and all the different people. So it's like they do; they are trying to find ways to differentiate between the characters, which is nice. Not necessarily something that you see in in some of these superhero-minded games, where they just kind of like plug people into different character types. But who knows? As the roster grows, maybe it'll be more apparent that things are just kind of copies of one another. But uh, the beta gives you the ability to play through kind of two intro missions that take you through the available. Uh, character roster at the beginning for for the beginning of the base game that's going to be out next month. So you get to play through uh, a small sequence as Thor, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hulk, Captain America, and Miss Marvel. And so you get a taste of each of them, and then it also gives you a couple missions that you can go and do as uh, Miss Marvel, Hulk, Iron Man, and one more black widow. So those are the four that they have available in the beta. There's going to be an open beta over the next two weekends, I believe. And then the game comes out a couple weeks after that in September. Um, but I, I think it's okay. It's worth checking out. The skill trees feel kind of perfunctory. It's just kind of like, Hey, here's more things that you, that like more moves that you can do with your square, which is light hit and your triangle, which is heavy hit. And then you're like ultimates or your what would be grenades and like destiny and things like that. Just one off skills that you fire off. Um, I need to increase my vocabulary skill tree. Cause I don't even know what the fuck perfunctory means. Perfunctory in the sense of like, Oh, it's just another square on your combo. You know, you can hit square one more time to add one more hit. It's, gotcha. it's not very, okay. it doesn't feel extremely meaningful as of yet, but obviously they're not letting you get to like the end of these skill trees in this beta. So it's hard to know. And this this may be a stupid question, but what is Black Widow's superpower? Um, she's a good spy type person. She's good at combat, the, kind the, of the femme fatale. She like, has like fancy assassin training, right? <laughs> Gladys said boobs. <laughs> yeah, those two. Yeah, it's not. She's just kind of like a a. She's good at combat. Is kind of her main thing. So it's not. She's not really. Um, 
She does play differently than the other ones because, like, her ranged attack is really just like a gun, and, and and she can't fly. I'm assuming she doesn't really fly. Like, uh, I don't even know if you can fly as Thor. I think Iron Man's the only one that they have flying. I thought in, they've like, the shown game. Thor flying with the hammer. They've shown Thor flying, but I think that's mostly been in cinematics. I can't remember if you can hold X like you can with Iron Man to float up, and you can't play as Thor in like the. It other would just later be funny beta. if it becomes like a ragdoll thing where like you're actually controlling the hammer and he's just attached <laughs> to it. Yeah, so you're I mean, like you're just dragging the hammer around the sky, <laughs> and his body's flipping and flopping all over the place. That would be pretty good. What what would all what would all the broke ass uh, Avengers names be? Because that's what these guys look like—the broke ass Avengers. Oh. It'd be like it'd be like Sergeant USA, and like <laughs> you mean the ones that you would find at like the dollar store pack of the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. metal metal dude. It's the Revengers, and they're you know yeah the Revengers. <laughs> but Thrower. Uh, <laughs> no, I think uh, I think it looks okay. I think if you like Destiny style games, I think you'll like it. I think if you like Marvel stuff, you'll probably like it. The story seems like it's going to be a little interesting. They've kind of remixed things a little bit. Um, and and it seems all right. It seems all right. I'm curious to see. They have announced that um, Spider Man is a Sony exclusive character, which. Number one sucks for Microsoft people, but also number two kind of sucks because it means that Spider-Man's not going to play that heavily into the story at all. Um, so that's a bit of a bummer. And um, Exclusives uh, are a bit of a bummer in general. Yeah, yeah. Even as somebody who would be playing on PlayStation anyway, because that's what my friends would probably be buying this on. Um, it, it just kind of sucks overall because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like Spider-Man and it would be pretty pretty cool for him to participate in the story in a meaningful way but who knows if that'll be i don't know if it's been said whether or not that just means it's like a destiny thing where he'll come to the xbox version a year later or what probably not because spider-man is a sony like run franchise in general still isn't it like it's not sony no like I, from all understanding, I, I just that still don't have... understand. I don't understand the relationship anymore of like Spider-Man with Sony and Marvel. Like Spider-Man's movie rights live with Sony, but in terms okay. of video games, I don't think Sony has strict control over it. That's why Spider-Man is in Marvel Ultimate Alliance just fine, and and things like that. Yes, they did license Spider-Man to make the Insomniac game, and Insomniac is a Sony studio, so therefore it's not coming out for Xbox, right? Right. But its I don't think they have sole control over where Spider-Man appears console-wise. At least it doesn't seem that way. So it seems like they probably put up a shitload of money to just be like, hey, we're going to have Spider-Man in our version of this multi-platform game, which... Right. I don't know how much money that was, but apparently it was enough. And um yeah, I don't know. Uh it's it's kind of weird. They do have they also said there's going to be Sony exclusive cosmetics. Uh the other thing I will say, the gear that you change in the game doesn't actually have any physical appearance change because they want you to be able to put on like the Here's the MCU version of Iron Man, the Mark 42 armor or whatever, and this is the Eric Bana Hulk. I don't know what they're going to do, but like so when you pick up loot, it doesn't actually change the way you look. It just changes some of how your character, like, you know, what it's resistant to or how, what, what its attacks do, that kind of thing. So 
a little bit of a bummer for like a loot style game. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm also... fine with that, I suppose, just because like you kind of want the characters to look like themselves. You know what I mean? I always hated those like like they would. You, I, it makes me think of the Batman action figures from like the nineties. <laughs> there, there was like there was like the regular animated series Batman, and then there was like Ice Batman and like Stone Batman and Metal Batman, and like I'm. It was just Lava like these Warrior are Batman. these yeah these are dumb. Like yeah. why does this exist? So I guess no, I'm, I I'm it, okay with it. That. Depends for me. It depends like how you can get the cosmetic unlocks. Like. Do you have to pay for them, or can you unlock them through play? Because I'd still like to be so, able to like have those alternate um, looks available. Yes, and and they are. It looks like there's kind of a battle pass type situation where you have daily challenges for each character, and as you play as that character, you finish these challenges, which unlock a thing like the battle pass that will get you further and get you more cosmetics and upgrade materials and all that type of stuff. So so all of the cool suits and whatnot are in the paid tier that costs $50 a month or something? They didn't show like a paid tier, you just have the ability to spend a resource to get further levels on that character mm. pass is the interesting thing. So I don't really know don't exactly know. how that's all gonna fall down, but um yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It does like I didn't necessarily think I was gonna care about the game that much, and honestly I don't. It might be a little bit too destiny for me, because honestly, like the menu is the thing where you use your stick to move the wheel around oh, man. to different it's literally destiny. If you like destiny, a director. you're gonna love the Avengers. There is a director. You can press. Uh, if you press pause, it pops up the thing where it tells you what the modifiers are and the mission mission that you're on, like all that type of stuff. It it is extremely destiny. You've got the a only... ghost. His name's Jarvis. I mean, it's all <laughs> pretty, there. Pretty like, much, yeah. Played the only by thing... Peter Dinklage. <laughs> no Peter Dinklage. Uh, it's it's a pretty good Paul Bettany uh, uh, ripoff whoever it is, but, uh, the only, th- the only big difference that I see between this and destiny is the fact that there is narrative that's in the actual game. So if you don't like that, don't come play the event. There is but, narrative in destiny. No, there's not. There's not. But anyway, uh, the <laughs> Avengers, uh, we'll see how it is when I actually play with friends. Uh, cause I didn't want to do any of the matchmaking or anything. I figured it would get kind of annoying, but, uh, it seems okay. And maybe worth checking out if you're interested in it. Cool. So, how does it look? Like pretty. I think it looks pretty good. I'm playing it on the performance mode, so I get smooth frame rates, and it gets a little hitchy still at sometimes. But it is also a beta. Um, but I mean, it looks fine, other than the fact that the characters look terrible. But um, <laughs> they just they look like that uh, that stonks meme guy. They like, do. Like yeah. No, the Captain America that they have in the in like the main shot of the game, it looks like something you'd get out of a Resident Evil game. It's mm. like <laughs> it's what Japan thinks of Captain America as an American in in a video game form. It, they just they look weird and off and wrong in in different ways. It's Not like, in it's just like those the, those robocalls. I assure you, I am American. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's they it's not just the fact that they're not quite the MCU versions of these characters, but they're also like extremely like not traditionally looking 
Like it, does, there's something weird. Of, like he's they, he look they look extremely generic. Mm. Like they I'm made a say. new Face Off movie with Chris Evans and John Travolta this time. Sure, yeah, exactly. But yeah. anyway, that's all I'm gonna say after 20 minutes of talking about the Avengers. That's all right. I spent a lot of time talking about Ghost of Tsushima, which we covered last episode. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, so Brian, you and I played some Grounded which came out in early access on Game Pass uh, last week. Yep. We played probably like three hours, maybe? No. Maybe two. No? Okay. All right. I think we played like almost three hours, uh, but anyway. Well, I spent about an hour trying to get my backpack back after that spider. That's true. ants kept killing me. Uh, uh, what do you think of it? Um, It is another survival game. In the same vein as, you know, like maybe Subnautica that I mentioned or The Forest, but not as terrifying. However, the spiders are terrifying. Yeah, they are. Being one that doesn't have arachnophobia, I still found them very terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like uh, it, it's got like a cool uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids aesthetic, which is neat and different for that genre. Yeah. Um, so you're like going around cutting down giant blades of grass and building stuff out of it instead of like using, you know, trees or something like you would in every other game or you're you're harvesting water droplets like dew droplets in the morning off of the, the grass for wa- for water and all that and that stuff's cool um but I feel like they have a ways to go with like the f- the building and like the general feel of it, at least on PC, if you're playing with the mouse, for some reason, has this weird lag. I don't understand. Yeah, it it felt much better on controller. I switched about partway yeah. through, and it certainly felt better with the 360 controller than than on keyboard. It's like an Obsidian problem because I had the same issue with that, the Outer Worlds, or maybe it's a problem yeah. with my computer and Obsidian games. But my computer has no issues with any other games. Yeah. Um but it's kind of nerve wracking in a game like this when you're actually trying to like place things and stuff. Um, it's not a game breaker. Uh, the building I thought was difficult. Like, like we tried to build a tiny little simple yeah. hut and it, it like shit just didn't line up right for the roof. Um, yeah. But the, the actual like mechanics, the, the interface for building and stuff is, is good. Like, for crafting, it's very similar to The Forest, and I, I think that game has one of the best systems that I've played. Like, it doesn't bog you down with a bunch of stupid menus and, like, an absurd amount of resources. It keeps things relatively simple and logical. Um, but, yeah, I felt the difficulty curve was a little high, considering we started, <laughs> like, on, what, easy or normal? And yeah. Like, once you get in a bad spot and lose your stuff, it's very difficult to get it back, I thought. And it and it was hard to know that we were heading to a bad spot, right? Like, it's... Everything seemed very, like... Um, obviously, we, I mean, we got closer to the tree, and the tree is where there's more spiders. Yeah. And so, but I guess it's, it was hard to kind of understand that we were putting ourselves into closer closer to danger when we, it feels a little bit like a free-for-all until you kind of learn how it works. But 
Either way, I it yeah, the Zach said in the chat, dude, the first time a wolf spider snuck up on me, I 100% had to go change my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Fully true. Completely agreed. Like it it they're pretty damn scary. So that's I mean, good good on them for that, but They they nailed the um, sound effects for those things too. They're terrifying. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But, um, so there's, like, maybe two or three quests that are part of the main storyline in this uh, early yeah. access version. We exhausted the story in about 30 to 45 minutes, if that. That was definitely disappointing, because I feel like I got almost that far in the 30-minute demo that I played Yeah, um, a while back, and, yeah, that's something I didn't expect to be an issue with the early access. Like, I thought they would have had a bit more story fleshed out already. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it is a pretty small team at Obsidian that is actually yeah, working yeah. on the game. They're, so it's I'm guessing, understandable. But I'm, I'm assuming most of them are working on that new game, I forgot the name of, that's like Skyrim-esque. Avowed. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely promising, but, I mean... It depends. Like, if you're not into the survival game mechanics, then you're not going to be into it. Like, it's it's just not the type of game for everyone, I feel like. Yeah, I, I mean, I was rubbing up against that a bit as well while we were playing, just because, like, gathering materials and things like that isn't really my bag. I'm more in it for, like, story and some of the exploration. And it was fun to go in down into, like, the ant tunnels yeah. and, the, like, you found the glowy stuff and they have different things that you can find in, in the backyard. Um, and it did feel like it was a fun world to explore, but, um, it, it's, uh, it's instanced to like just you guys though, right? Mm-hmm. Like every game is private for whoever the group is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I would actually cool. like to try it again with, uh, like a full group of four because you, yeah. each, each, uh, player picks one of the predefined characters like, I was Max, I think, or you were Max, and I don't know. I was Pete, and you were Max, then, another, yeah. The other boy that was there, yeah. Uh, do you know if they have plans to make it so the characters aren't predefined? No. It doesn't really look like it. I think that's yeah. that's part of the plan. They that's have the, voice acting, and, yeah. and you know, I'm just like I'm that. all about character creators. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a little disappointing. You can find, I mean, you can craft different armor and stuff. There's probably like some type of clothing or whatever you can swap out, but I'm not even entirely sure about that. Yeah, but it is also yeah, an early could, access. Like, so make a slightly obese child who can't fit in the ant tunnels. That would be funny. <laughs> like I'd be into. Yeah, that. I wasn't. I wasn't able to do my normal character creator thing and make him look as ugly as I possibly could. Yeah, that is disappointing. But, um, I think someone was telling me that the, um, the dudes from my brother and my brother and me have a podcast where they make, yes. m- like they make the most absurd looking cr- characters it's, and then they play a game. It's like monster maker or something like that. Yeah. Like, and they, they just play a game with like the ugliest, most hideous thing they could possibly create in the character creator. Monster factory is the, yeah, name of the yeah, series. Yeah. It's on YouTube. Uh, they, they, they make some pretty terrible looking things on the show so people should check that out um 
But yeah, no, there were there was a point where like right at the end of the story content basically where you're under the tree in this lab and um if you go exploring a little bit you'll run into the other end of this like ant tunnel where there are ants that can attack you or will attack you if you're in there. So I like fell in past a point where I couldn't like retrieve my backpack easily after I had died and not only that but we hadn't built any lean twos yet uh-huh. which are the things that will set where you're going to respawn at. So I kept dying and having to run all the way back to this tree and it was taking me like 10 minutes like 5 to 10 minutes each time I feel like and uh and it wasn't until Brian and I were like all right we need to go at this together we both need to be like attacking these these ants as we're doing this and that was when we actually were able to start retrieving things and fighting these ants off cuz we didn't have any armor we didn't have any upgraded weapons or anything yeah, like that but we uh decided we should actually cooperate <laughs> in a cooperative game and that seemed to work yeah it's seemed like a <laughs> funny like pretty good funny strategy. how that works out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't think of that at first, but uh, but it paid off in the end. So, I don't know. I, f- I feel like I'd be willing to check it out, like, a, a few months from now when they have more content in it. Uh, we know that Microsoft has been doing pretty well with even some of these games that launch a little light with things like Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And, and so, I think uh, I think it'll turn out pretty good. I think it's $30 for early access. Um, I don't know. Okay. It is available for free through Game Pass too. So yes, it's it's free on Game Pass. It's also available on Steam. It did top the Steam charts when it came out. I think it's thirty to forty bucks for the early access version of the game. So if it sounds like your kind of thing, you should maybe check it out. I'm just going to um, stress it one more time that Game Pass is the greatest value in gaming, and everybody should be signed up for it. It's it's, it's pretty, pretty great. great. Yeah. And this month, you get to play uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator for free, if you have it. There you go. See, that's just... And all that money I'm saving, I can go and buy a flight stick. You know? like <laughs> Yeah. It's all, they planned it all out that way, those bastards. I, I would do them. it soon, because I was looking at flight sticks like at Micro Center, and a lot of them have sold out recently. Probably that's about right. Probably because of simulator. Yeah, you know? probably. It's all, those, it's all the pilots that need to work. Everybody who wants to play the new Rogue Squadron game or whatever yeah. the hell it's called. I should probably buy a flight stick too. Um, speaking of Game Pass, we also played Carrion, which is a Devolver yep. digital game that Rick and I talked about at PAX that we got to check out. Um, it's a side-scroller type game, similar to something like a Metroid. You play as this alien-like blob-ish thing that can uh, attack humans and eat them for life and power, basically. Just for fun, because it looks cool. Or just for fun, yeah. And and you face off against some enemy. Like, the humans can have guns, which can do a lot of damage to you, but then there's also guards that might have shields or flamethrowers. You can only attack them from certain directions. Um, But it is free on Game Pass right now, 20 bucks otherwise on Switch, Xbox, and PC. Um, supposedly coming to PlayStation at a later date. Hasn't been announced yet. Um, but yeah, it... <sighs> I really, really want to love this game, but the fact that it's, like, maybe five to six hours long, and I feel like it's kind of too long, is kind of telling to me. Um, it feels like... Like, they want it to be a Metroid-style game, but they don't really give you much incentive to go back and do anything. I they sure also didn't want to go back, because the levels are confusing. 
Yeah, the levels are confusing. They don't give you a map to see things where you might have been uh-huh. able to go back and use a new ability that you got, that type of thing, which I don't even necessarily know that there is much of that in the game. There might be, but I, I didn't really test it to go back and find out. But um, it's just not only that, but I feel like some of the people, some of the enemies that you run into, it's like if you make one wrong move later in the game, they can just destroy you. But it does it does become kind of fun to, like, usually when you first enter a room, you're not immediately visible to any of the people in there. So you can kind of try to plan and figure out your plan of attack on how to take everything out as simply as possible. And that was kind of fun. But, um, but overall, it just kind of ends up feeling kind of samey. I didn't actually finish it. I'm, I'm probably pretty close to the end, I would assume. Um, but it... Uh, I think it's a great concept. I think a second game could be better I agree. if they wanted to go fully Metroid with it. Uh, kind of, but but the thing is, in some cases you feel extremely overpowered, and then in other cases you feel like you're there's not enough. Like I feel like you can get torn apart yeah. quickly by some of those guards. Even with the maximum health in in like the final form, you could say where you're like really damn big, um, yeah. <laughs> huge. I would say actually. Uh, like you can die to one of those flamethrower dudes in like seconds, and yeah. if there's no body of water around, you're screwed. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, you, the sense of power you get as you grow is is pretty cool, and the cool abilities yeah. you can get. I do really like the mechanic where you it forces you in order to solve little environmental puzzles to progress through the levels, um, it forces you to detach. Like, you can grow grow up to three times, and um, each segment of growth offers, like, a special ability specific to that size. And so sometimes you're forced to downsize in order to solve a puzzle. Um, And I thought that was kind of cool. Um... And there's also multiple ways to go about some of the, the levels, like solving them based on uh, what form you're in. But uh, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Um, I did finish it. I did feel like it was longer than I wanted it to be at some point. I was expecting to finish in about three hours. I think it took me like four. I got most of the extra unlockables, but not all of them. Yeah. Um, it is... Like, I was really into it at first, for, like, the first couple hours, but then it gets a little repetitive. Um, It is, like, yeah. The whole style of it is cool. Like, it it looks great. It it sounds great. I love the music. Um, Yeah. The whole vibe of it. It has, like, a kind of a story, you could say just is cool yeah there are some segments where you're like you find yourself playing as like a human and you're kind of it seems like you're learning about the backstory of like the lab that you're in or something like that and um and i think that stuff was interesting and i and but i think they could have done a little bit more with some of those segments like you don't really have a whole lot to do it's mostly just like traversal the ending was cool Um, and, and it actually could have a sequel for sure so hopefully it does pretty well. Yeah, but no, I, and that's the thing. I think paying $20 for this, it's not quite enough, but also like picking it up for free, I was kind of like, eh, it's a little long. So I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Uh, it being a Game Pass game, I think it's worth checking out. Definitely. It seems like your jam. Um, 
but twenty dollars feels like kind of a big ask for what you get out of the out of the end product, in my opinion. But I had one last game, uh, also a Devolver game. It's free on PlayStation Plus right now. It's called uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. It's basically most extreme elimination challenge the game, <laughs> um, where sixty characters are loaded into different types of obstacle courses and say like the first 40 that make it out progress to the next one and then the first 30 make it to the next one and so on and so forth um it's very cartoony um the fact that it's free on playstation plus is cool uh it seems like there's quite a bit of people playing it not there, very hard to get a full game of 60 i heard there were too many people playing it i read an article where the servers were going down because too many people were playing Oh, wow. Well, that's probably, I mean, not necessarily a good problem to have, but cool that there's a lot of people trying to play it, I yeah. guess. Uh, but I was playing pretty late last night, didn't have any issues like that. I basically just played one round where I managed to get to like the final round of people and then totally ate it. <laughs> um, but it's basically like you trying to avoid obstacles, or there's one where you like have to hop through hoops that give points to like different teams, and one of the teams makes it out at the end, and... Things like that, but um, yeah, I think it's like another twenty dollar game on other on on PC. Uh, but you know, it it's it's kind of fun, but I don't necessarily see myself going back to it that much. I think uh, I think I kind of got my fill of it in the one the one game the one round that I played. But maybe worth checking out if you have PlayStation Plus. So sweet. All right. Cool. Is that it? Anything I think so. Else? I don't think I I don't have any other games. I'm good. So many games. Yeah. So little time. Let's talk some news. Brian, you posted the story about the Call of Duty leak that came out. The next game is called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That is supposedly um, what the leak is saying, but I do not believe that is confirmed yet. Ah, uh, well, uh, does that make either of you excited for the new Call of Duty it, game? No, it's not at all. It is very likely because it. I believe it is confirmed that Treyarch is making the next Call of Duty game and... Like how do we yeah. how do we like abbreviate this one? Cod Blopsqua? Like <laughs> Yes. I don't know. Sounds great. Right. I, I just I'm so my new neighbor is really cool and loves Warzone and I'm just I'm not into Call of Duty anymore. I did download Warzone though, so I could play with him at some point, but I haven't actually started. Oh, that's it at cool. All. Couldn't play with me, but it's fine. <laughs> Didn't ask so me to jelly. play. Did, I didn't want to put you through that. I knew you wouldn't no, like fine. it. I also, I, I also, I need to go buy a new SSD to actually install it. I think I just downloaded the launcher. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> so, like 200 gigs just for the launcher for that. They should just sell the game with an SSD. Is what they should on do. an SSD it pre-installed. SSD. Yeah, that's actually yeah, well, no, amazing. It's like, it's like if you, it's the, it's the deluxe version of Warzone, which is a free game, but the deluxe version comes with an SSD and it's 150. dollars It's painted to look like a magazine for a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great idea. They'll custom paint it like your badge or your banner, whatever they call that bullshit now. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I don't care about Call of Duty. I do like uh, Warzone. I I'm over the regular Call of Duty. Like, Modern Warfare was a good iteration of it, but it was... I'm over it. Like, I have zero desire to play the regular game. Like, I get my fill when those come out, and that's it. I don't want to go back. I'm going to attribute my... Uh, what do I want to call this? My lack of interest in the fact that I really haven't had a chance to play anything on my PC. Um... 
it's too hot up here. I'm dying right now of heat stroke currently as we speak. <laughs> you look but a little warm. It's it's so hot up here. You know, I, if, yeah, I'm not even going to look. Might increase our viewership if you die on the air. Maybe. Some people are into <laughs> that kind of stuff. <clears throat> but anyways, I, yeah, I attribute a lot of my, my lack of interest in the fact that I haven't played anything on my PC. And I have a lot of stuff I want to play on it right now, too. So, But Ghost of Tsushima is easy to hook up in the living room. PC, not so much. Anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, the weird thing about this is that it feels really late to learn about a Call of Duty game, um, and the fact that they're being so quiet about it, I think, is strange. I'm guessing they're struggling with uh, producing it this year because of uh, COVID, like most companies, but, you know, they have to pump one out somehow. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll be like, yeah, this is the first one on Xbox uh, Series X and PS5, but it won't be out until next year. Who knows what's going to happen? It could be the first year that a Call of Duty gets delayed because, you know, the fact that we don't know what it is and the game would be coming out in, like, October feels or November feels pretty weird. So we shall see. Uh, next up, Halo Infinite multiplayer is going to be free to play. Uh, 343 confirmed according to polygon.com. Hold on, we're uh, we're adopting a baby in the podcast. Oh, that's good. Nice. Um so, yeah, so the looks like Halo Infinite multiplayer is going to be 120 frames per second on Series X. There's a battle pass system and there's going to be customization options as well. Um so, Brian, you you were excited about this. I am. You said you were and that you wanted to talk about <laughs> wow. it. <laughs> no, yeah, not. I am. Sorry. I was distracted by John. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, I think it'll be sweet having a larger player base and uh, allowing people to try it out without actually buying the game. Um, I mean, I personally would want to have the full Halo Infinite because I, I love playing through those campaigns. That's like a big draw for me. Unlike Call of Duty, which I haven't played a campaign since I don't even know when. Um, but yeah, it's still exciting. And I believe it'll be, yeah, it'll be cross-play between PC and Xbox. I don't know that that's I think. completely confirmed yet. They mentioned uh, that the... Master Chief Collection will become crossplay. Yeah, I, okay. So I think that led me to believe that they will do that with Infinite, but that's not confirmed. Yeah. Might be the case, but we don't know yet. The only other thing that seems a little bit weird that we don't really know, there's a lot of scuttlebutt this week about Xbox Live potentially going away or becoming free for multiplayer games. Um, all of that seemed to be false or told as false, according to Microsoft. Uh, they were basically just like, yeah, there's no plans to do any of that. Um, but so it's not really certain if Xbox or if Halo Infinite will still require Xbox Live in order to play as free, free to play, because that is one of the big differences between mm-hmm. Switch and PS4 versus Xbox One this generation, at least. All the free to play games do require you to have Xbox Live. Um, so no word on if that is changing or not, especially in this particular case. Um, next up, some interesting stuff happened with Nintendo. Some hackers managed to get a bunch of information, uh, things like a new animal crossing villager, early prototypes for games like Pokemon diamond cut characters from star Fox, 
a weird looking Yoshi, strange titles like a hockey RPG, and then there was even a Luigi character model that was discovered in the source code for Super Mario 64. Mm. Lots of crazy cool findings coming out of this whole thing, but the big squabble about it all is that this is stolen information and the fact that archivists are kind of pouring through it to find things out has a lot of people in like a big moral dilemma right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've seen any of the stuff, I mean, it, it's pretty interesting and cool to look at. I think there were like super high res versions of Ocarina of Time backgrounds that came out. Um, and like some of the Pokemon games, they were saying that they have daily builds of Pokemon games as they were going through development, which seems pretty, pretty crazy to have access to something like that. But, um, just thought I would call it out and let people know that the stuff is out here and that maybe it was acquired in a nefarious way, but maybe kind of interesting to see what some of the people are getting out of it. It's just kind of an interesting conversation to be aware of. Yeah. Um, part of the conversation they were having about this, uh, on triple click was the idea that like some of this stuff was never intended to see the light of day mm-hmm, because yeah. that's how Nintendo is. And like, it's unfinished and a lot of times with creative people you know and i i can attest to this is like you don't necessarily want to show someone something that's not finished because you're not it's a bad representation of what you're trying to convey as yeah. an artist so like this same you know like this same concept applies to this leak like the some of the stuff most of this stuff probably all of this stuff they never wanted to see the light of day because of the fact that it did not fully express like what Nintendo considers their top quality uh, product. So, um, yeah, and and it's a th- it's a the the problem with it is is that Nintendo so rarely li- gives anybody that peek behind the curtain to see that unfinished stuff that it became this kind of like incredibly rare look behind to see all of these things that yeah I mean some people were super pumped about it because they think this is important to the history of video games like having this like documented as like these are this is what could have been but wasn't and it was made but didn't get put in the final version or whatever like that that is important to like the history of gaming and game creation but again like it's it's one of those things where like should have been left up to Nintendo to come up with that to to like release a documentary or like make a book about it or something like it should have been their call but instead they were hacked to get it like that kind of yeah. that kind of sucks you know yeah so like in in some way it's like yes it's nice to be able to see the stuff because quite honestly Nintendo probably would never have shared it in in most yeah uh, for sure in most cases, but it is, you know, it's, it's terrible a that dam- people had to hack it out of them. And- damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation. Like, yeah, it, it's super cool to have this, this, uh, you know, behind the scenes look, but at the same time, like at, at the cost of what, like now Nintendo is going to be so much more adamant about securing their shit and keeping it locked down that we may never see the history of Nintendo products moving forward. Yeah, because we've now lost their trust in a way, you know, as as the audience. So or maybe they'll see it and they'll be like, oh, people want to know what we're doing or what we have not put into games, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, that's that's pretty 
that, that could also be beneficial, I suppose, but it just depends on what they want to do with it. One of the interesting thing is uh, there's a, a guy named Dylan Cuthbert who I think was working at like Q Games or had a big hand in some of the Pixel Junk games for quite a while. I can't remember exactly where he is now, but he worked on Star Fox 2 back in the day. And uh, somebody posted a screenshot of this like tool that they used in the development and Dylan Cuthbert retweeted it and said, what the fuck? I haven't seen this tool I made for Star Fox 2 for almost 30 years. I wrote it in early C++ to teach myself the language more than anything else. Where the hell have hackers got all this obscure data from? So it's kind of weird to see some of the people who made some of the stuff actually re- reacting to it and, and things like that. But yeah, certainly interesting, um, if not kind of shitty of of hackers to have done this yeah i mean this is the sort of thing where like if we weren't in the land of covid currently and like i don't know how much you're paying attention to no clip lately but like no clip just had to get rid of their entire studio like they dropped their whole studio it's gone like they they can't afford it they're not making as much content as they were before they have no reason to have the studio anymore so they got rid of it but no clip was doing these really awesome documentaries that if you're not paying attention to them on youtube if you're listening to this you should be because they're amazing um, but this is the sort of situation where like no clip could have gone in and been like, Hey, like we heard about all this fancy Nintendo stuff that's behind the scenes. We'd love to do a really great artistically in, you know, inclined documentary series about the history of Nintendo. And in the past, Nintendo may have been like, Oh hell yeah. Like let's do this. But now like the likelihood of that happening could be pretty slim, you know? Yeah. But no clip was their Their production value was fantastic. So like, I could I could have totally seen Nintendo being like, let's work with Noclip and do a documentary series about the history of Nintendo. And like, how awesome would that be? <laughs> yeah, Noclip are the ones that did uh they've done they they kind of did the Fallout 76 reveal, I think, and uh worked with Bethesda on a lot of things. They did an Arcane Studios thing where they learned about some of the canceled Half-Life 3 uh projects recently. Uh started by I think Danny O'Dwyer from uh GameSpot. Who was pretty heavy? He's pretty involved with the with the giant bomb guys as well when he was working there. Mm-hmm. He's he's always seemed like a really cool guy, and it kind of sucks that they're having such a hard time. Um, but they're yeah. still they're still trying to do stuff. They're just the change in format is happening because having to interview people via Zoom and whatnot is not as you lose production quality in that they, yeah they, and the, they have the high production value that they had they can't quite live up to the standard right that they set, which right? for for them is i could i again from a creative standpoint like going from having like the primo tools at your fingertips to being able to to having to work with like less than premium quality product is like it, it can be nerve-wracking it can be very frustrating to have to do that and i i feel for that like from an artistic standpoint, like that sucks. Like I, I, I'm a, I, I have a major in drawing and like having to use like shitty paper and like shitty charcoal does have an effect on the quality of your final product. And like, you know, when you're moving from using 4k cameras and like road microphones with like, <laughs> you know, these dope preamps that they're plugged into and like yeah. all these tools, like to have to use, the 720p MacBook Pro camera with like a fucking desktop microphone that is garbage, you know, that that's it. It would be super disappointing to be the creative mind behind that. And those are the tools you're stuck with working with. So for sure. Anyways. All right. I'm done with my uh, no clip rant. 
Next up, Microsoft has revealed that xCloud is going to launch in September on Android phones at first, with PC coming at a later date. Uh, it is being rolled into the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate package, so for $15 a month, not only do you get Live Gold and Game Pass for console and PC, you will also get access to xCloud, which includes games at launch such as Ark, Bleeding Edge, Costume Quest, to Crackdown 3, Destiny 2, Forza Horizon 4, all kinds of stuff, F1 2019, bunch of Halo games, all the Halo games, in fact. Uh, all these games can be played on your mobile phone starting in September, unless you have an Apple phone, of course. Then you're screwed. Uh, Apple's Apple's <laughs> App Store guidelines have prevented streaming game services such as Stadia in the past, uh, due to some very draconian rules and the fact that Apple cannot rate the game experiences that are being shown in the app. And plus, um, they don't typically like it if you have an app on their service that people can subscribe to and they don't get any money out of that. That's the main issue is the money thing. Like the rating thing. Yeah. There's another app on I on Apple on iOS that you can just stream your Xbox to and play your games on. Like it's not about rating the games; it's about the money thing. Like they're not well, making money on it, so the, they're not going to allow it on there. Their official guidelines. The reason that they have for denying it was the thing on the ratings. But we know more about how the business arrangements are made with these with Apple Store stuff. Where if you subscribe to Netflix on their platform they get paid 30% of your subscription fee or something like that. I think it's just official um, that Apple, um, they're being assholes. Yeah. And so I feel like at some point it's going to come to a head, but certainly not today. Uh, cause it, nobody seems to be budging at this point, but, uh, you know that both Google and Microsoft have a vested interest in somehow making this happen. So, Bummer for those of us with Apple products, but honestly, I don't necessarily know how much I would be using these streaming platforms anyway, given the things that I have access to in my house. I mean, you uh, could still use it. You could use it on your, uh, can you use it in Chrome on your laptop or no? Stadia? No, not Stadia. Uh, I don't think you can for xCloud yet. They are planning to launch an app in the Windows Store that you would be able to play it from. So I don't think they have browser support. Okay. Um, I do have a Kindle that I was using to play the beta a little bit, and I could probably still play it on there by (laughs) sideloading the app. Um, But, uh, you know, just kind of a bummer in general. I I wish I could use it on my phone and my iPad. I think it'll happen at some point but i just wonder how long we're gonna have to wait and if we'll even care by the time it comes out right exactly because i mean like uh valve ran into this issue issue with um the steam link app and they eventually came to an agreement like a year later than they wanted to launch it yeah yeah so i don't yeah eventually they'll get there but not yet so we'll see but cool for everybody who's got Android phones and, and wants to check out xCloud. Sounds like they're still kind of rolling it out in a beta uh, style period where they're going to have a certain amount of people that they're adding on at each point. But uh, people should check it out in September if they get the chance to. Uh, finally, we'll wrap up with a couple Sony stories. One of them is that the PlayStation 5 will support PS4 controllers, but only for playing PS4 games. 
Uh, I think the internet is pretty rightly up in arms about this, but Sony's saying we want people to use the features of the new controller on our PS5 games, and therefore you will not be able to use PS4 controllers for PS5 games. Um, Bit of a bummer. I think it'll probably soften a little bit at some point. I think developers should be able to decide whether or not you can use a PS4 controller in their game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably gets a little hazier for games that are out on both platforms, but... Uh, you know, it just kind of sucks. So we'll see if that holds to be true as things go on. It probably will. I mean, as long as it gets more than like four hours of battery life, I feel like the new, the new controller, like you really will only need one. Like it comes with the system. Like I'm not hopeful that it's going to have more than four hours of battery life because not only does it still have a touch pad, but it also has increased rumble. No, I I know. I just, I was, I'm being hopeful. (laughs) Yeah. Trying to be. I I just wish I could put, you know, a couple rechargeable double A's in it like I can with the uh, Xbox controller. That lasts significantly longer. But then they can't force you to buy a new one. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. Think about it, man. They don't force me to buy a new yeah. one. They just force me to leave it plugged in all the time, which is even more irritating. Well, and that kills the battery faster, too. So Yeah, but I mean, True. you can just play with it wired, which is sad, but I'll do it. <laughs> um. All right, final story. Sony had a state of play this week. They revealed some gameplay for a bunch of different games. Crash Bandicoot 4 was one of them. Nobody really cares about that, I assume. It does right? look really good. It does. It really does. Um, when you think about what Crash Bandicoot used to look like and what this game looks like, it's very impressive. Like, yeah, I think it's interesting that they're like finally like I think the I think Crash Team Racing and the Crash Collection did well enough for them to kind of be like we should be making another game, and it does look really good. And I think for fans of those old school type of games, I think it'll probably be pretty great. But well, and the character uh, model has like you can see like his fur, like yeah. That, He's not just like one big polygon. Yeah, we've just we've come so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just yeah. it's very cool. Very true. Very I just true. assumed he so. didn't have fur. It was just like vinyl or something. He's just a, a vinyl animal. <laughs> yes. Well, what's cool Gladys says his sister's looking forward to Crash Four. So I apologize, Gladys. This I, this I, does know. this has um I don't know if they like if you watch the whole trailer or anything, but it has like filters too. So like once you've beaten the game, you can put other filters on the game to give it like a different look and feel. Like there's like uh, an old timey like sped up frame rate version, which speeds up the character speed too. So uh, like there's like interesting, yeah. They're showing kind of showing it now with like the underwater versus like the regular version. Like there, yeah. So there's you can replay the same levels with all these different sort of filters on it to give it a different feel and like other challenges, which is pretty cool. Cool. Do you do well, you think cool. this, like Instagram for your games? Do you think if this game does well, it might open up the uh, the door to the possibility of a Crash Bandicoot Racing game, a new one, a new one? Yeah, Possibly. Crash Team Racing, sir. Maybe. I don't necessarily like I, I that game sold pretty well, um, but uh, I never say never. I guess you know there's Sonic Team Racing and Mario Kart. I mean, yeah, there's been like eight Mario Karts. Why can't it? there be two Crash Team Racing? I'm I'm assuming this isn't yeah. an exclusive because no, it's not. Yeah, this is multi. Oh, really? Oh. So yeah, yeah, it's coming out for everything. They announced that because that all both both of the the. 
the Crash Collection and Crash Team Racing came out for yeah, all platforms. Right. So cool. Yep, <sighs> this will be out for everything as well. Next up, they announced that not only would Hitman 3 support VR, but all of the Hitman trilogy will gain PlayStation VR support at some point. So you can murder people in VR. In first Which person. So exciting. Yeah. I, I, I think this was meant for me to play Hitman, this particular format, to live out some weird fantasies of my own. <laughs> yeah, a lot of choking <laughs> out with the wire. Mur- murdering people. It's, I mean, it's pretty cool that they would go back and add it into the other games. I didn't realize that when I was watching the uh, the event, but this uh, Eurogamer.net article says that the whole trilogy is going to gain VR support, including the new one, which comes out, I think, in January. So, very cool. I still need to play some Hitman at some point. I have not tried out, even though I own both of the first game, both of the both of the the first two games in the trilogy. Um, you know, it uh, it looks pretty cool. Especially in VR. Maybe VR will be the time for me to check it out. Uh, I was delighted to see that they're putting out an anniversary anniversary edition of Braid. uh, One of the first big Xbox Live titles uh, from John Blow, the behind The Witness. That was a super cool game. It was too damn clever for me. I could not beat that game. I remember getting help from a guide at some point. Yeah, there was a point where I kind of gave up and was like, what in the hell am I supposed to do here? But I am I would be excited to check it out again. It sounds like they did some redrawn art, and uh, it's going to include a developer commentary as well. And, and I feel like it's been long enough that I've forgotten what the puzzle solutions mm-hmm. are. So it's probably it'll be a good time to go back to I've break. definitely forgotten it. I've forgotten the witness already, even though I never quite finished yeah. that either what, what was the translation like they, uh, there's like nine pixels for every one pixel in the original or something like that or something like that cool. yeah, i can't remember but no it, it looks cool um it looks looks like they put a lot of time and effort into it and i'm excited to see it's cool that they would go back and do that and kind of redraw things. yeah yeah um so awesome spelunky 2 the game of 2020 is coming out <laughs> next month September 15th. So excited. I can tell. <laughs> More Spelunky. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be so great. Uh, there's not a whole lot else for me to say other than it looks horrifying and I'm going to get so mad at it. And I'm going to love every minute yeah, of it. Yeah, Alex canceled his Cyberpunk pre-order yeah, for this. Just Yeah, there's no point anymore. No, he needs no other game. This is it. I should probably just take the day off of work and stream Spelunky 2 for 24 hours. You should. See how Jesus. The, completely demoralized i get by the end of the day <laughs> but uh no it looks awesome and uh and i'm excited that it finally has a release date is so. um is it kind of just like more of the same or like are they, they adding some interesting new mechanics or something they, it looks like there are some new mechanics i did so the thing is i didn't really watch the trailer and listen because i think they have Derek Yu on there actually explaining some things but um it It looks like some of the way the traps work are kind of reworked and they do things differently. There's certainly different styles. Like this looks like almost like a, like a, uh, like a Chinatown tile set type thing that they're looking at. So it looks like there's new environments and things behave in different ways. And there was also like kind of something that you could like sacrifice into lava to jump out of the lava as well. So it looks like there's plenty of new mechanics to learn. And uh, and that's the fun of Spelunky, in my opinion. It's just kind of learning the different, like dying over and over again to different ways, and learning how to be better at the game. So I'm excited for it. It should be great. I know Rick is as well. 
Uh, I didn't realize this until today, but they also showed off the Alan Wake expansion of Control. Really? Cool. Yes, at the state of play. I believe it's coming at the end of this month or something of that nature. The trailer looked great. There's some voiceover from Alan Wake and a shot of a bearded Alan Wake at the end of the trailer confirming that they are converging the two properties together. Um, but it it uh it looks very cool and I need to play through it on PC again so I can get to all of the DLC stuff. Now that you mention that, I do remember reading that they are working on the next their next game which will tie into that multiverse or whatever universe that they have. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'm interested to see if they like combine some of the control mechanics with like the light stuff from uh. Wake and how that's going to work. Um, but no, it looks great. August 27th is the date on the trailer. And uh, so there's only a couple weeks to get through control if you haven't yet. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll, I want to pick up those expansions, but I, I want to wait until I have, uh, a new video card that does ray tracing. Cause that's it's just cool that's looking. Fair. I just, I bought the season pass last time. Epic had a, a sale cause I got, Me too. I got like $20 off or something stupid. It was like five bucks. Yeah, it was pretty cheap. So, um, all right, Vader Immortal, which is a which was an Oculus exclusive VR experience with Star Wars, is going to be coming to PlayStation VR on the twenty fifth. That's cool. I don't think any of us particularly care about it, but it looks like you get to play with uh, lightsabers and stuff and do force powers. Cool. So that's fun. Uh, there was a new game called Aeon Must Die that uh, that they showed a trailer for, and then promptly the people who created the game came out and said that the game was stolen from us and we were forced out of our company. So wow, that's uh, might be worth reading up on that situation. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah, there's an article or a tweet from uh, at Calibrono, C A L I B R O N O. Uh, they have an uh, an email and they they added Jason Schreier with some stuff about this. So more forthcoming on the situation, I assume. The art looks really sweet though. So hmm. for what it is, um, curious to kind of see what that ends up being. Hood Outlaws and Legends is a new game coming out for all the platforms in the world. It's PC multiplayer PvP VE heist game due out in 2021. Looked kind of sweet. At one point I thought Kratos was in it, uh, so I was very confused about what it actually is. But um, uh, the trailer looks very pretty. Check it out. Uh, The Pedestrian, another PS4 game coming in January 2021. Uh, looked like a very cool kind of puzzler situation. There was another game that was very similar to this, and I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was no, just it the is this, but this came out on Steam like a while ago, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so that's what it is. Yeah. So this is finally coming out for PlayStation. I wanted to check it out, uh, but it looked like you have like interesting ways to combine these different like 2D rooms that allow you to travel between them and solve puzzles, so... Check that out. If you're interested, there was another trailer for Bug Snacks, which is going to be out in the fourth quarter of 2020. Uh, that game is very weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the, there's like a fondness for it among the Giant Bomb crew and a lot of other people yeah. where I just don't quite I, get I it. I think it's their you know nostalgia what? for uh, Viva Piñata. Is that what it is that they bring up? Yeah, that might be some of it. And I never played Viva Piñata. The game looks really silly and... Uh, 
you know, the fact I know they put out an Instagram filter that people were going nuts over because you can find out which bug snacks you are. And Greg Miller did it like 45 times trying to get the uh, the buffalo locust, which is like a buffalo wing looking locust. Mm. Um, so that seems fun if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, Anno Mutation M coming December 2020. I don't know if this is like in I don't think this is in like the Anno series, but maybe it is. I have no idea. I don't know anything about this game, but it looks really cool. No, it's not in the Anno series at all. That's like a strategy. Yeah. Game, right? Brian? Yeah. Anno's are like yeah. so this pseudo is something completely city different. builders and economic simulator games. Unless they're striking out into a completely different market. It looks like this kind of interesting uh, hand-drawn art combined with 3D stuff. Uh, so that's cool. And then finally, Pathless. Or no, there's a couple more here. I don't know that we need to go through all these. There's a lot of good stuff that got announced. Uh, Pathless was another Annapurna-produced game, uh, or published game that is coming out. looked very cool, kind of Breath of the Wild-ish art style, uh, bow and arrow-y combat, that type of thing. This this one very, relies pretty. on the bow and arrow as, like, the way for your dashing, it, I, I think, was how it worked. Like, you use your bow and arrow to, like, charge up your dash mechanic, and, like, you can keep like running fast as long as you keep firing uh, arrows or something like that. It looked really cool in the trailer. Interesting. Yeah, it looked really cool. I wanted to try it at PAX. There were always big lines for it and uh, they weren't ready to, they weren't about to give us a media, a media appointment without an actual media badge, which is sad, but looks very nice. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to check that out. Genshin Impact anime game, open world coming at some point. It looks, Auto chess. looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It does look very pretty. Very nice art style. Uh like most anime looking games. Yeah, well I I, once like once the games look better than the actual anime cartoons, it's kinda <laughs> it's like Yeah. It's like okay, like that's where we are now. Yep. Auto chess, the big Dota ish craze, uh, is officially coming to PlayStation four from the people that made the actual auto chess mod. I don't know anything about these games and I don't want to know any more about them. So. Are you afraid of them? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Temtem is the Pokemon-style game that came out on Steam this past year or this year. It's coming to PS5 in 2021. It's an MMO. Oh, check that out. It is, yeah, it's MMO-ish. Uh, very Pokemon-y. Uh, looks very nice. And should be fun for people who want that type, type of thing. And then they showed another trailer for Godfall, which we've seen before, and will be this out was, on PC. This was pretty PS5. extensive though, because they actually like went through the the gameplay and and like you know the mechanics of like playing as the one character, which looks pretty intense, um, but but cool. I mean, it's a very good looking game, that's for sure. Yeah, the combat looks pretty sweet, um, but you know, this was the whole schlutery ish game, <laughs> so the slasher looter, yeah, schluter. Uh, Schluter. So, uh, looks very pretty, but... What game doesn't nowadays, it seems? A lot of those 8-bit ones that dominate, they don't look very good. (laughs) Carrion looks good. That's more like 16-bit, though. True. But yeah, that's about it for the state of play. Um, Lots of stuff that came out, and... uh, excited for a lot of the stuff that they showed especially spelunky too yeah i feel like they're just like they're kind of they're holding back on what else is coming for ps5 yeah i'm holding back something i hope we wrap up soon 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's it then, I guess. Yeah. No, that's... I don't know. What's next episode? I don't even know. What's coming out? Um, Cyberpunk got delayed, so, I mean... Cyberpunk did get delayed. Our next episode will be two weeks from now. I don't know. We'll have to see what's out there, what we run into. Wasteland 3 comes out on the 27th. Uh, That's way... That's past... Flight Simulator will be out. Flight Simulator. Let's say 18th, I think. Well, I look forward to controlling a flight with my Xbox 360 controller. I mean, is Flight Simulator really a game? I don't know about that, but it is something that we can... we can try out and talk about. Talk about. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, Battletoads is out on the 20th. Uh, none of us really care about Battletoads, though. Um, so. I think it's on Game Pass, though, so I might give it a try. All right. Well, there you go. I never played the I original. There was, there was something else coming out that I, I can't remember now. My brain is so fried. Uh, probably, literally. It's really hot up there. You look very warm. You might actually... Yeah. I'm sweating. You, you are sweating actually. still? Okay, yeah. then you're not going to have a heat stroke, I don't think. When you stop sweating, that's when you worry. Oh, okay. Good to know. Thanks, Dr. D. Yep. Medicine man. Yep. Dad. Anyways. All right. If you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Gojo, Sitza, and Tom Z. We love you guys. Thank you so much. We appreciate all of our patrons. You're awesome. Uh, and again, for that $5 price point, if you want to join up, you get to talk to us directly via Discord, our private Discord server for all of the patrons who sign up. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty fun. We have a good time in there. Mm-hmm. Lots Again, lots of great discussions that happen, especially like I feel like Tim and Willie are so good about being on top of the horror movie stuff in there and like just holding down like great conversations. It's It's always a good time, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamenerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Use your free Twitch Prime subscription on us if you wouldn't be so if you would be so kind. That's what I want to say. And then uh yeah, again, uh twitch.tv slash era A E R A with three underscores after it, and you can check out our buddy Corey and his streaming with his keyboard building and destiny streaming awesomeness and all his homies and his Discord are super cool. And they just we just set up a new merch store for him, so be sure to check that out as well. Uh, and we'll figure out next episode when we figure it out. I don't know. If you have any suggestions, hit us up on social media or via email. Or join the Discord and tell us what you want to hear. And we'll, yeah. and we'll do it. Because we love you. Because without our listeners, we have nothing. Life is meaningless. Yeah. So, anyways. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Peace. Peace.